Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Do me a favor, subscribe to the John Kahn Report. Wherever you get your podcast, you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. You can find us there as part of Empire Media. That's A-M-P-I-R-E. Always much appreciated when you tune in. This is a bonus podcast. I'm going to go over the schedule, some highlights, some lows, some key stretches, etc. And I wasn't sure if I was going to do this. So I didn't want to promise anything, but here I am. And don't forget, I'm going to be doing another podcast after we get a chance to watch the rookies in practice on Friday. I'm going to have a guest down. We're going to go over some observations, what we think of a man, what we saw from Emmanuel Forbes and our first glimpse of him, and also the new coaches, Eric Bieniemy. What does he? What do we see from him? And our first chance to see him coaching with the Commanders. So stay tuned for that Friday, and there will be a video of that. Will probably be out Saturday morning. So there you go. Now, let's get to, oh, and also a reminder that you can read all my work on ESPN.com. We have all this analysis and schedules for every 32 team up on ESPN.com right now, including some takeaways, some predictions, whatever. A couple highlights before I get started and some key thoughts on, on Washington's schedule. Again, first of all, we already knew who they were playing, and it's tough. Ten, they, they have a schedule where they've played 10, faced 10 teams that made the playoffs last year. Not easy. That's why their winning percentage, only seven teams, only seven teams have a harder uh, uh, schedule in terms of last year's winning percentage. But three of the NFC East teams, the other three NFC East teams, all have a schedule that has a higher uh, or that would be considered harder based on last year's records. The Philadelphia Eagles have the NFL's hardest schedule. So while Washington has a difficult schedule, much tougher than last year, the other three NFC East teams have it tougher. So there's your solace there, folks. Also, no Monday night game, no Sunday night game, two Thursday games, including, of course, one on Thanksgiving Day in Dallas. And, you know, if you're going to spend Thanksgiving away from the family and have to go to a game, Jerry World is not a bad place to be because the spread there, folks, is pretty damn good. So there you go. But, that you know, it's it's also, I think it's also indicative of how people still view this game against the Cowboys if you remember in 2016, the, the Redskins-Cowboys game was Fox's most watched game ever to that point. So the rivalry, people still, there's still some juice there. Uh, this team needs to start energizing a little bit more, but there ha- there is still juice there when it comes to playing on Thanksgiving. So there you go. A um, couple other things, a December, another, a second year for December bye. That's, I think that's garbage. I don't, I don't, as, as someone who covers the team, don't like it. But I think for them, I think it's also very tough because it's, you know, the ideal time is obviously in the middle of the season, but to get one that late in the year, now it can set you up for a good finish, but man, it may, you may be limping into that point. So you better have some good depth to withstand um, that, that first, 
you know, the first 12 games or 13 games. That's tough. So that's another early impression. But so here are a couple of key things we're looking when we're looking at the schedule. One, you better get off to a fast start. And it's made for that, folks. It is made for that because the rest schedule is a lot, is a lot on paper, a lot tougher. I'm gonna always say on paper because again, the whole key in this league is how does a team how is a team playing when you play them? And what is their health situation like? Because for all the stuff we say right now, it's May 11th. We don't know how these teams are gonna be playing at that time. What if, you know. What if Jalen Hurts is going to miss a game against the Commanders in in one of those early season matchups? Changes the game. What if Josh Allen isn't healthy for when the Bills play him? You know, we already know that in terms of fast starts, we already know that Kyler Murray would be unlikely to play in that season opener. So you'd be facing Colt McCoy. Makes a difference. So when you look at it on paper, it is, is certainly very difficult, and there are some tough stretches. But there's a lot to learn about all these teams, including – Washington, because they've made a lot of changes on that offensive side of the ball on in terms of the coaches. What's the impact there? And I think so when I'm looking at the first six games, again, it's May. You need to win at least three. And I think if you really want to make some noise next year with the new owner, you better win four. Four of the first six games are against teams that were a combined 19 and 49 last season. So that's Arizona, Denver, Atlanta, and Chicago. Again, Arizona, new coach. Denver new coach. Now it happens to be Sean Payton. He's pretty good. And you do have Russell Wilson, but they, but Wilson looked bad most of last year. Was it him at a different point in his career or was it Nathaniel Hackett? Because after Hackett left, he was a little bit, he was better. So how much, what's the impact of Sean Payton going to be now as as good as his saints teams were, they weren't always a great team. So I do think they, you know, is it an instant impact or is it going to be take a little bit of time? Don't know. Could be a tough second game because it is on it is on the road, so that's going to make it tough. Then you have Chicago. You know, a lot of people talking about Justin Fields as a possible MVP candidate. You know, I'm a Buckeye. I don't know that. I don't. I, I would for me to go there with him. I think he needs to take a jump as a passer because we know what he can do as a runner. I think he can be an explosive, dynamic player, and I think that passing game needs to be a lot better. And they've obviously made some additions that can help, but. I still like there. You're talking about a team that was won three games last year, and then Atlanta, seven win team last year, still building out that roster. The funny thing about that game, if it was a couple games earlier, I'd say probably not going to see Taylor Heineke, but at that point in the year, maybe we do. And wouldn't that be kind of funny to see him against his old team? So, but you better get off to a good start. Now, we already we know the problems that they've had with starting slow under Ron Rivera. It was one and four last year, two and six the year before, one and five his first year. That's not going to cut it. If, you, if that happens again, you know, you have a new owner, it's not what you, it's not ideal. So whether they make a move at that time, I have no idea, but we know it's not going to set you up for success down the road. And they've recovered in those years to a point. And I say to a point because, you know, they they dug a hole last year and then they get out and they're seven, they're, they're in a good spot. And then they, then they, Play poorly down the stretch, but you put yourself in a hole and in too much of a hole. And the same with two years ago, you put yourself in a hole, you rally to recover, and then COVID and injuries hit, and you are you're out because you just you you built up no you know capital to fall back on 
um, in terms of like, you know, your record, you're six and six. So you got to put yourself in a better spot. This schedule is made for you to win at least three games. And that would be a big improvement over the last couple of years. But you're going to need that with this, with the rest of this schedule. Let's look at the middle stretch. There is a seven game stretch in the middle where you're playing six games against teams that made the postseason last year. Did you know the largest ropes course in Zipline Park in the country is right here in the DMV? Located in the heart of Montgomery County, the Adventure Park at Sandy Spring combines climbing and ziplining to create an aerial obstacle course unlike any other. With challenges anywhere from 10 to 75 feet in the air, there is something for all skill levels. Looking for some family time or the perfect date night before football season starts? You can even climb and zip line under the stars. Would you rather keep your feet on the ground? Give axe throwing a try. With their projector systems, you can throw at traditional targets, play tic-tac-toe, connect four, or even hunt zombies. Listeners of this show can get $5 off any ticket by entering the code KIME23DC at checkout. That's KIME, K-E-I-M, 23DC. So there you have it, folks. Climbing, ziplining, axes, food, and bonfires right in your backyard. The weather is warming up, so it's the perfect time to head outside and join the adventure at www.theadventurepark.com. That's www.theadventurepark.com and enter promo code KIME23DC. It's not a death sentence because, again, one year to the next, you, you don't get those playoff teams change all the time. Are the Giants going to be a playoff team again? Because two of those games are against the Giants. And by the way, well, I'll get to this in a minute, but so two games against the Giants, those will be crucial. Are they really, are they that much better than Washington? I know they made some changes. We don't know what Darren Waller is going to do or how healthy he's going to be because that's been the number one problem for him the last couple of years. Um, so, you know, how good are they going to be? I don't know. Like I would not have felt comfortable giving Daniel Jones that kind of a contract, but it's also year two under a, a coaching staff that did a really nice job last year. So going to be interesting to watch them, but what kind of step do they take one way or another? Also during that stretch, you play four games against NFC East opponents. If you again, if you you can't afford to go one and three in that stretch, if you do, you're going to be in trouble. And you have because you have two games against the Giants, one against Philly, and one against Dallas. Of course, on Thanksgiving, you've got to find a way to win two of those games. And the Philly game would be at home in that stretch. So that's that's going to be a pivotal time there. And the one playoff team, the one non-playoff team from last year that they faced during that time is New England. And, you know, again, we don't know how they're going to be, what, you know, what's Mac Jones going to do. Um, you know, so it's really hard to tell. And will Seattle be as good as last year? Will Geno Smith build on that or will he take a fall back? I don't know. It's why we, it's why we wait to see how they play the games. Finally, the interesting, the, the closing stretch is going to be on paper difficult. You got the Rams. Are they, they had a bad year last year, a lot of injuries. But I also, you know, do do you trust that they're going to automatically have a big bounce back year? Where is what kind of health will Matthew Stafford have next season? He's dealt with a lot of injuries over the years. And when you do that, it adds up over time. So will he be available or not? Makes a big difference. Then you have Aaron Rodgers and the Jets on Christmas Eve. 
you know, how good are they going to be? You would expect them to be a very good team. We'll see. Then you have the 49ers here on New Year's Eve. Again, that's another team where, I, you know, clearly they've shown what they can do. They have a very potentially strong – they always have a good defense. And then that offense, you know, depending on what kind of step does Brock Purdy take. And if he doesn't take that, is Trey Lance or Stan Darnold really the guys to lead them anywhere – I've never been all that wowed or enamored, I should say, with with Trey Lance and, and Sam Donald has just been, you know, he is what he is. Um, so a lot of their hopes rest on Brock Purdy coming back, being healthy, and then also building on last year. Because I think the tough thing is when you're in his spot, the more film that's out there, the more defenses adjust to you. Of course, I say all this and I look at this team and say, you know, they're going to have a lot of questions too. What will Sam Howell do? And if he doesn't do it, what will Jacoby Brissett do? So um, those are some of the, uh, the you know, oh, then they close against Dallas. Where are the, what, where are the Cowboys going to be at? Um, who's, you know, who's going to need that game? It's the last game. So that, that's always a TBD. And right now it is listed as a TBD. And by the way, going back, I want to go back for a minute to close out here with the opening stretch. And when I say they need to get off to a fast start, couple reasons why, in addition to the teams they're playing, that I think maybe it could be a little bit different this year. And I think Rivera, Ron Rivera has taken a different approach to building a staff this offseason in, in the changes he's made. And I also think in some of the adjustments he's making to the schedule, I think that's a big impact of Eric Bieniemy. I think he's bringing a lot of chief stuff here. But I also think they're going to do the joint practice this year. Now, that's not official. We don't know that for sure yet, but they are playing Baltimore at home in week two in the preseason. I wouldn't be surprised if they do something with the Ravens that week. That's something that, it, listen, folks, it's logical. You don't, neither team would have to go very far. Um, what I would like to see, what I think would always be smart, is if you do one of those scrimmages before the preseason at one of the stadiums. And I think fans always like that. I think it just makes a lot of sense. Anyway, wouldn't shock me if they have one of those. And I think that's important for this team, especially when you have a new offense that you're putting in and you have a young quarterback, um, because if they're not going to play, if they don't play their starters a lot in the preseason, you need to find a way to learn what the hell you have. And it's been, I know that there have been some reasons why they haven't had the joint practices, but I can't stress how important I think it is for this team because they've been very slow to start the season. And, and they, you know, I think sometimes the coaching staff doesn't learn enough about these guys from training camp practices. And I don't think the players learn enough about themselves through just practicing it again and against your own guys and then barely playing in the preseason. So I think that's something to watch. And again, I think the enemy factor could be something to watch as well, because, you know, what kind of impact does he have? You can't, I'm, you can't expect miracles from any of these coaches because they're just not miracle workers, but I do think he'll have an impact. I think, and, you know, and it's funny because we talk, we're going to talk a lot about Sam Howell over the next however many months, but I'm just going to, I just would say you, nobody can sleep on Jacoby Brissett because I think he's going to look good. He's a professional quarterback. And I mean that, of course, he's a professional getting paid, but I think he's just a pro. And I think when guys like that tend to come in and look pretty good. So I think Howell's going to have to play and really earn this job. And if he doesn't, because I, you know, I don't think, I don't think they're going to sit back and wait for Howell to say, well, you know, by November, he'll be this. You're a coaching staff that has to win. 
So you better play the guy who's ready right now to help you. And if you and if that's Jacoby Brissett, then start Jacoby Brissett. And if Howell looks and if Howell continues to improve and is ready in October, then play him in October. But you need to win these games. So you better be sure and you better get a good feel for where these quarterbacks are at in training camp. And that's not going to happen just from a couple games and for practices. You need that joint practice. So that's another reason why I think they'll have one. It, you know, I know there was a desire to have one last year and it fell through. But so, and I know the desire is there this year, but as of when I'm talking to you right now, don't know if that's going to happen. Anyway, that's really all I have from, from the schedule release. It's a schedule, right? We are, again, we already knew the opponents, but now we know how it lines up and we know that there are going to be some short weeks and, you know, coming off of travel Philly and then going to, to Dallas on Thanksgiving. And, you know, so that's, Never, never, never easy, excuse me, New York to Dallas, then to Dallas. But, you know, when you're playing in the Giants, if it's a one o'clock game, they're going to be home in in, in in their beds. It's not like it's, a, unless it's a four, unless for some reason it got moved to four o'clock, but it's a one o'clock kick. So you're not going to be getting home too late because it's a pretty quick flight back home. Anyway, not, you know, so I'm not, I don't think a big deal should be made out of that. That's it for me, folks. I appreciate you tuning in. And again, don't forget, I'll have another episode tomorrow night talking about the rookie minicamp, first impressions. And then we're going to go back to talking about some more of these draft picks next week when I have some more guests on to talk about the draft. So I'll talk to you next time.